Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician, Dr. Robert Jackson. Papa, can you tell me a story? Do you really want me to tell you a story? (laughs) Well, you go get your brother and your sisters and I will tell you a story. Well, children, gather around. I have another story for you today. Today's story is from the Old Testament. It's about a king whose name was Saul. And Saul made a terrible mistake. And I want to tell you a scripture that a prophet named Samuel spoke to Saul after he made this mistake. This scripture appears in 1 Samuel 15 and verse 22 where Samuel said to Saul, Has the Lord as much delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. So what exactly did this king Saul do that caused him to fall into trouble? Well, here's the story. Saul and the children of Israel had fought a battle with the Amalekites. They were a neighboring pagan nation. God had commanded the children of Israel to completely eradicate the Amalekites from the promised land because of their pagan worship practices, which included child sacrifice. What exactly was Saul's sin? Well, verse 9 tells us exactly what happened. But Saul and the people spared Agag. He was the king of the Amalekites. And the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good, and were not willing to destroy them utterly. But everything despised and worthless, that they utterly destroyed. You see, God had commanded them to destroy everything that belonged to the Amalekites because they were a pagan, idol-worshiping, child-sacrificing people. And God had commanded them to eliminate everything that belonged to them. And yet Samuel, I'm sorry, Saul and the people brought back the best of the livestock. And that was disobedient to the Lord. Well, God spoke to Samuel, the prophet. The word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not carried out my commands. Well, it's obvious that Samuel had a deep affection for Saul because the next part of the verse says, Samuel was distressed and cried out to the Lord all night. You see, Samuel had a lot of affection for King Saul, and he was very distressed by the fact that God was going to reject Saul as the king of Israel. The very next morning, the Bible says that Samuel rose early and he went to confront King Saul. And verse 13 is what I call the boastful lie. And this is what Saul says when Samuel appeared. 
Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have carried out the command of the Lord. Now, was that true? Of course not. It was not true at all. It was a boastful lie. Actually, it was partial obedience. But as I told my children when they were growing up, partial obedience is disobedience. Just like delayed obedience is disobedience. And King Saul was disobedient to the Lord's command. And so Samuel replied and he says, What then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? Well, King Saul responded with the thin skin of a lie. In verse 15, Saul says, They, referring to the people, they brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But the rest we have utterly destroyed. You see, that was the thin skin of a lie. And what he did was he blamed it on the people, and he said they have brought them to sacrifice to the Lord your God, Samuel. And then in verse 21, Saul practiced what we call blame shifting. In verse 21, he says, But the people took some of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the choicest of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God at Gilgal. You hear him again saying, Sacrifice to the Lord your God, Samuel. And he was blaming it on the people, not accepting any of the responsibility himself. He was blame shifting. Well, then in verse 22 is the rebuke. Samuel the prophet, the man of God, anointed by God, he rebuked Saul the king when he says to him, Has the Lord as much delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? And that was the rebuke that has resounded off the walls of churches, church houses, meeting houses, and cathedrals all down through the centuries. And you and I should pay particular attention to that rebuke in our hearts today. You see, the Hebrew form of worship required a sacrifice and a heart of true devotion that manifested itself in obedience to God. Our form of worship today includes music, songs, perhaps a financial contribution, Bible teaching, and a sincere heart of devotion. Jesus told the woman at the well that God seeks those who worship Him in spirit and in truth. That means worship that is spirit-led and genuine, not fake or artificial. Now, let me ask you a question. 
those of you who are parents out there, what delights your heart? Is it not when your children obey you? Is it not when your grown children pass on your wisdom that you taught them when they were young? For example, just a few weeks ago, I heard one of my grown sons very passionately admonishing one of his peers, and the words that he spoke were words that I had taught him many years ago. And I have to admit to you that my heart swelled with thankfulness to God to hear my grown son very passionately admonishing one of his peers with biblical wisdom that I had imparted to him when he was a much younger man. <laughs> what a blessing. What a blessing. There's nothing that delights a parent's heart more than seeing their children walk in obedience, not only to them, but more especially in obedience to the Lord and walking in biblical wisdom. And more than that, passing it on to others. Now, what leads a parent to distraction? Is it not when their children walk in disobedience, not just to you, but disobedience to the Lord, when they walk in unrighteousness, when they walk in the wisdom of the world rather than in the wisdom of the Word of God? Well, you see, the same principle applies when you and I, as children of our Heavenly Father, walk in obedience to our loving Heavenly Father. I am confident it delights the great heart of God when we walk in obedience and when we walk in biblical wisdom. And I have no doubt, contrarywise, that when we walk in worldly wisdom or when we walk in disobedience, that it grieves the great heart of God. Now, before we leave that, I want you to understand that there's nothing that you and I can do that adds to or takes away from our Heavenly Father's acceptance of you and me. We talked about this in last week's lesson. Understand clearly that our acceptance in the Lord Jesus Christ has nothing to do with our works, our good works. Last week, we discussed the fact that there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We discussed the fact that God laid on him the iniquities of us all and that God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Understand clearly that when God looks at you and me, he sees us clothed in a snow white robe of the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now pay close attention. If you never read your Bible another time in the entirety of your Christian life, if you never get on your knees and pray, if you never go to church to fellowship with Christians, if you never tell another soul about Jesus and how great is your salvation, it will not diminish one whit the love that God has for you. Because your salvation is secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. The righteousness that has been imputed to you in the Lord Jesus Christ is forever established in the heavenly places. There's nothing that you and I can do to add to that or take away from that. 
but pay a close attention. When you and I have a heart that's full of love for Jesus and what He's done for us, a heart that's overflowing with gratitude for so great a salvation, my heart wants to read the Word every day. My heart wants to abide in prayer, worshiping and praising my great God. My heart yearns for fellowship with fellow Christians, worshiping the Lord and studying the Word. And I have a bad case of the can't help it. I can't help telling other people the great things that Jesus has done for me. You understand what I'm saying here. When we love Jesus And when our hearts are full of gratitude, we practice the disciplines of the Christian life out of love and out of gratitude. Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey me. And that was Saul's issue. He chose not to obey. And because of that, he was rejected as the king of Israel. So here's the question. Can you and I be rejected as the children of God, because we fail to perform? And the answer to that is a resounding no. Because your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is forever sealed. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. And you see, there's nothing you and I can do to add to it. There's nothing we can do to take away from it. The Lord Jesus Christ has purchased our redemption with His blood. And that relationship is forever sealed. So, God will never regret that He has chosen us. Jesus will never regret that He has purchased our redemption. But I will say that that heart of love, that heart of gratitude is a thing that compels you and me to seek the face of the Lord to abide in prayer, to fellowship with Christians, to share the gospel message with other people. Now let's go back to our Bible story. Samuel rejected Saul's disobedience with the sin, I'm sorry, he equated Saul's disobedience with the sin of divination and witchcraft and with idolatry. Those were the very practices that God hated the most. Do you believe me? Well, listen to what he says. He said, For rebellion is as the sin of divination, and insubordination as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Now, to his credit, Saul confessed honestly. In verse 24, Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I have indeed transgressed the command of the Lord and your words because I feared the people and listened to their voice. You see, he confessed that he had sinned and transgressed the word of the Lord. And he said that he had feared the people. The proverb says that the fear of man brings a snare. And in fact, it did bring a snare in Saul's life. Verse 26 goes on to tell us that Saul was rejected as king over Israel. And it tells us exactly why. Because he rejected the word of the Lord. And verse 35 is one of the saddest verses in all of Scripture. I'll read it to you. Verse 35 says, 
that Samuel did not see Saul again until the day of his death, for Samuel grieved over Saul, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. There was a broken relationship there because of sin. Sin always divides people and breaks relationships. Samuel grieved over that, but more than that, God regretted that he had made Saul the king over Israel. Aren't you grateful that God will never regret that he has chosen you and me to be his children? Now, let me conclude. I pray every day that the Lord would make me fully obedient to him and to his word and that he would show me every place where I am not fully obedient to him. I pray that I would not be deceived by the culture. Is a fish in the water aware that he is wet? (laughs) Probably not. Is a Western Christian aware that he's being influenced by the Western culture in which he lives? I'm afraid, brothers and sisters, that we are probably not. And that is my concern. I pray that I would not be so influenced by the westernized culture in which I live that I would fail to live as a citizen of the kingdom of God. I want to be so influenced by the word of God that I live as a citizen of the kingdom of God and not as a citizen of this westernized culture. I was in a Christian bookstore some time ago and I was looking for a gift for a friend and I ran across all these promise books And they were nice and they were beautiful. But I wondered, where were the command books? Have you ever noticed that the Christian bookstores don't carry command books? They only carry promise books. But don't you realize that the promises are contingent upon you and me obeying all the commands of God? You see, if we know the commands, then we're obliged to obey them. And I'm submitting to you very respectfully that most Christians don't really want to know all the commands of God because then they would be obliged to obey them. But I'll tell you, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Ignorance of the commands of God is no excuse. So here's my challenge to you. Write down a list of all the commands of God that you read about when you read through your Bible. And pray every day, O Lord, show me where I'm not being fully obedient to your word. And state your intention that you desperately love him and that your heart is overflowing with gratitude. And that out of love and gratitude, you want to obey the Lord Jesus Christ in every way that you can. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me. Ask yourself over and over, am I being fully obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ out of a heart full of love and a heart overflowing with gratitude? Has the Lord as much delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. Thank you for listening to this edition of More Than Medicine. For more information about the Jackson Family Ministry, Dr. Jackson's books, or to schedule a speaking engagement, go to their Facebook page, Instagram, or their webpage at jacksonfamilyministry.com. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions at bobsloan.com.